Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! What's up, everybody? Try not to yell too loud because I'm in a co-working space in Petaluma, California, and I just met these people, and they're all a little bit weirded out by me because I got some long hair going, which is how I live my life. Did you know that? That's what this show's about. Not how I live my life, but how you get to live your life. For instance, you might have gotten a summer shirt, like one summer shirt, and you're like, you know what? I'm ready for the summer. And you just want to wear that shirt every single day. You can choose to do that when you don't have a boss. You can choose to do that when you found out how to, like, take that thing inside of you, that idea, that whatever it is that you're, like, wanting to get through into a place of success and learn to actually make it a success. In all seriousness, this is a very challenging thing to do, to learn how to sort of uh, create your own freedom. Right? To create your business, to create your lifestyle in a, in a way that you want it to be. That's what this podcast is about. And specifically, we focus on the, what I think is the hard thing about this hard thing. And that's the business stuff. The business stuff. Learning how to actually... How does an idea actually make it out into the world? How do people actually find that thing and hire you to, to do the thing that you're offering to them? How do you come up with a product idea that someone's actually going to want? Because you can't just come up with a product idea that nobody wants. It's always related to something they're already wanting. If you're trying to install a new desire on their system, good luck with that. But... Luckily, there's a bunch of desires already on all of our systems that are totally unfulfilled or just not being scratched, an itch that's not being scratched in the right way. And so you can make a product, you can make a business, you can do these things. All right, how do you do it? That's what we're about here at The Fizzle Show, because most business ideas fizzle out. I am Chase Wardman-Reeves, joined today by Corbett Barr. Say hi, Corbett. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey, Corb. We're doing something special today. Oh, Tell us a little bit about what's going on and introduce our guest. We're doing something extra special today. We have a, an old friend of the show on. Matt has been on at least once, maybe twice before. And yeah. uh, all right, just once. He's pointing at me. Matt Giovanisi is kind of like a really smart, regular guy who has figured out how to run websites in all kinds of different topics and today we're going to talk about how to get more traffic to your website. Something everybody wants, right? Everybody has a website. Everybody wants more visitors there. And mm-hmm. Matt has figured out how to go about it using good old-fashioned SEO. And he's covered topics mm. from pool care to brewing beer to making coffee to all kinds of other stuff in between that maybe he'll tell us about some deep, dark secrets of his And uh, we also have a very special announcement for Fizzle members involving Matt's incredible SEO for bloggers course. And uh, we'll get to that in just a minute. But first, Matt, say hi. And uh, how's it going? Thank you for having me on. Hello. Hello. Uh, Hi, Matt. It's so good to see you, Matt. It's good to see you again. Hi. Coming at you live. Uh, Coming at you live. That's right, baby. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having so, me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being here. So, wait, that was your intro? Just you just fade out like that? Yeah, no, just fade out. Him. Just fade out, dude. I'm playing it professional <laughs> today. Very professional. <laughs> I should also mention Small that uh, for those of you listening at home, we have a, a live taping of the Fizzle Show going on right now, which means we have folks on 
asking us questions, and we're going to be peppering Matt with those questions throughout. By the, the way, episode. we should do this way more often because I go in between going like we're doing a podcast, and oh no, there's like literally almost a hundred people online right now, right now checking us out. So I'm just like, wait, what is? It? Wait, they're paying attention? Oh god, wait, oh that's right, we got that thing going on. Yeah, <laughs> like it'll keep us play. on track. Yeah, right. It's fun. Yeah. So Matt, um, why don't you tell us for those who don't know you just a yeah. little bit about your business, the kinds of sites that you run and how SEO has made a difference for those businesses. I think the big thing for me is uh, I have a site called swimuniversity.com that I've had for 10 plus years. Uh, I feel like I'm an old, <laughs> like an old dog in this game. I've been in the game since like 2004, uh, but I've been struggling from 2004 up until like 2011. And then like finally, you know, figured it all out. Uh, but before, you know, before 2011, before all of this, before 2008, it was, I was being taught, I was, I was learning SEO, uh, mostly black hat because that's what was being taught at the time. And I succeeded at that for sure. And then learned, uh, a, a very, very hard lesson when all the, you know, um, animal updates came out from Google, like Penguin and, and Panda and all those. So, um, so, so, and just for people who aren't familiar at all with SEO, explain, dark, yeah. explain uh, Black Hat real quick. Yeah. And also, what do you mean Google updates? What's that all about? Wow. Okay. Really, really bringing it to basics. Hold on. Okay. Let me try it. Let me try it. Let me try it. Just it. to take the pressure off of you. Cause I'm, I'm like, I, no like pressure. I have a course on this. I, I, it's no pressure, but you go okay, for then, it. Then I want go. you to do it. Then you go. No, I you want go. you to do it. All right. So SEO is search engine optimization. It's changes and updates that you make to your website, um, to the content, to the, the underlying code, sometimes even to the server so that the page loads faster and stuff like that, that, that basically just give Google what Google wants, right? Because people are going to Google to solve a problem. And if your page is a thing that people are finding and then they're staying on and Google gets these cues that they're like liking this page, you start getting shown higher and higher and higher up the ranking for that term. Black hat tools or, or uh, techniques were things that people did back in the day to, uh, and still today, to game the system, so to speak, right? To where it's like you outsmart Google to, to like, to the sense that you know, not that you outsmart Google, you just outsmart most of the population and you can see what Google's doing and looking for on a page. And then you're, you're sort of making that happen, even if it's not necessarily true or whatever. And so sometimes people would like spin up whole like networks of websites and like yeah. point back to each other and create this whole false internet. That was just bot activity. Yeah. And, um, and anyway, stuff like that. So black hat is stuff that like, then when you go, when you, when you used to doing that and Google goes like, Oh look, there's like a bunch of, a bunch of dudes in summer shirts doing this kind of thing. Then Google goes like, okay, well, here, watch this. Let's just nip that. Okay. Now that doesn't work. And all your traffic goes away. Yeah. Like all of that goes away and you cannot game the system in the same way because now Google's sort of hip to your thing is how it. I yeah. So the opposite of black hat is white hat. And there were white hat yeah. techniques back in the day, which was, you know, writing great content is an example of a white hat technique, which is, you know, good for everybody there's nothing mm -hmm. inherently uh wrong about that but the black hat stuff that i was doing wasn't inherently uh me trying to game a system it was Ugh. what was being taught at that time right you know and it yeah. was just i was just following some people it was very much the the community that i was part of was very much like fizzle um yeah. it was a it was a community website they did weekly webinars uh they had you know content video uh courses stuff like that 
And uh, they obviously don't do this anymore. But uh, and of course, when things change, they change too. They weren't trying. Mm. They weren't out there trying to, uh, you know, right get people to do like malicious things. And I'm not talking about malicious. We're talking about, uh, you know, writing 300 blog posts in a single week and 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 submitting them to a bunch of article directories to get backlinks to our site to try to increase the backlink profile of our sites wow. as quickly as possible. When when yeah. Google really cared about backlinks during those times, um, yeah. you know, and and people still think that that's true now. But I'll get into why I don't follow that specific uh, mindset. All right, cool. Okay, so, got it. So yeah. So Go so it, you had you 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 put in your time. Yeah. You got your hard knocks, and then at some point things started to change, and you started to understand that there are ways to go about SEO that are positive for for you, and that Google is totally fine with. Yeah, so it happened. I was again part of this community, learning all the the tricks, the dirty tricks, uh, and did those dirty tricks very well, and and ranked very well for some university at the time. And then it all came crashing down when Google, you know, fixed their algorithm, and and you know, we're, we're noticing people doing these these sort of things. And really, what 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 I was doing was creating a lot of content very quickly and ranking. For that content, even though it was very thin and not very good, uh, and then when Google, I forget which one it was, either Penguin or Panda, which is a you know an update to a Google algorithm, uh, and they basically put the kibosh on people who had like what they what were called link farms. Uh, basically, you would spin up a bunch of websites uh, and you know use those as backlinks to your main website, which I didn't do too much of, but I was definitely part of a community that had a bunch of websites that all would like link exchanging, that sort of thing. Um, you know, remember blog rolls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a yeah. form of black. I mean, that was a form of black hat, even though it didn't really feel that way. Right. Uh, it was just, you know, getting a lot of links very, very quickly because that's the way the algorithm worked at the time. And so now they've, they've sort of fixed that, updated that. And I remember like just getting crushed and thinking, you know, what, I don't know what to do now. I, I, you know, these guys that I was paying attention to were completely changing their story and started saying, oh, no, no, now you have to write not you're not writing for the search engines. You're writing for the people who search. You're writing for human beings. Mm-hmm. And it's like now we have to find this balance of like writing for human beings and writing for a robot. Right. So you find this balance. And now Google basically is an AI or a form of AI. So you're really writing for humans back, you know, now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, one of the biggest uh, changes and I tell Corbett this probably every time that I see them. See them is like, you know, you had that article on Fizzle, which at the time was Think Traffic, which I was, you know, that was what got me into Fizzle in the first place. Was when the site was called Think Traffic, you were on Pat Flynn's show, and I was, I remember, I was on my elliptical machine with, and and listening <laughs> to you for the first time, and you were like, "Write epic." I'm going to say the word shit because that's the name of the article, and <laughs> I was like. This guy gets it. I don't know what I'm doing right now. This looks really yeah. weird. You're <laughs> ellipticaling. You can't see that I'm doing it this way. Ellipticaling. My favorite front, thing in ellipticals when you do that thing, you're running backwards instead. Yeah. You see people it, doing it, you're like, are you doing that backwards? You yeah, know? it's like, you it's like a gazelle. What's that? Who was that guy, Tony Little, on the gazelle? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Oh, man. I really don't know. Google him. Deep, that, deep, that reference is too deep. Google him. Very funny. Uh, okay, so here's something to me that I, I think about. I think a lot of people are not used to thinking about SEO. They don't know necessarily what it means, 
and they don't know. Um, and when I, when I say they, I mean, like, I remember being a part of this, like, like I came from the world that was just like, if you do something noteworthy, that's what, that's what makes it get popular. Not yeah. like, you know, keyword research and, and all this kind of stuff. Now I've since like learned like the usefulness of, of things like that. Right. But there's a lot of people who don't know at all about, key, about, um, search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I oftentimes just go with the sense of like, okay, well, there are some like industry standards that you need to know about. Like, for instance, if I land on your website, I want to look at the code. I want your headline to be in an H1 tag. Like just the base, basic type stuff that even that is like too technical. But the most important thing being like, well, what are the, what is the likely way that someone's going to search for this? Do you know, well, search for like if they've got a problem and your article solves it, what is the question? What is like, how, what are they searching for? Well, I think it's important to talk about if you should even do SEO or not, depending on the type yeah. of site that you have, right? Yeah. Um, so I have a site called Money Lab, which is a fan site, kind of. It's a journal of sorts. It's a there's no SEO. There's I don't I don't practice it there. I I do what I have to do technically so that you know Google will like me, um, but I don't actively try to go after anything that people are searching for. I'm just creating regular content. You know uh, what you were doing at you know, um, what you're doing now at the bag site, no one's, yeah. you know, people are searching and what they're searching yeah. for is the actual bag and they're searching for the word bag, the bag that they want and the review of yeah. that bag. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you should absolutely practice that. Fizzle should absolutely practice SEO, but something like, uh, wait, but why, which I mentioned earlier, he doesn't need to, it, it, you know, that, yeah. that, that's a total, uh, fan site. It's, you know, yeah. you, like you said earlier, it's like, if you're doing something notable on the internet, uh, and people are linking to you because you're doing something really cool. You have to promote it somehow, but you're not getting you're getting consistent traffic because people are constantly talking about you and linking to you and posting your stuff on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or wherever, right? Uh, or you have a resource site. You know, you have hmm. a site where you're educating people and trying to solve people's problems. And the number one reason people go to Google is to figure out what to do or why something is right to get answers. And so. If you have, if you, you know, for example, like I have a swimming pool website, this, it's a swimming pool website. I'm not doing anything notable, right? I, I'm not blowing anybody's it's not, mind. You're not going to write something that goes viral, right? No. On that, I mean, I did do site. something that went viral, but it <laughs> right. had, it was, there was no helpfulness to it whatsoever. It was just goofy, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm referring to my pool care rat video. Google it. Which uh, is epic. Yeah. Which is, it was fun to do and I got a lot of backlinks from it, but I didn't get a lot of customers from it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's what I was going for, then great. So with swim university, people go on Google and they type in, I, my pool's green. What, how do I get rid of my green pool? How do I, my pool's cloudy. Uh, I have stains. I, you know, my chemistry's off, whatever. They have problems. They need answers. And I write the, uh, the content to answer those questions, but I have to optimize it so that it actually gets to the top of search results that people are actually typing in. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. really just the basis yeah. of it. Okay, so you're saying anything that, anything it, technical, it. anything how-to, any kind of resource, if you're writing about like how to play guitar or how to cook food or how to clean your pool, um, or you're writing about great bags that you should know about, like all of those things lend itself to SEO. You're saying things that are more personal, um, more like a more like a journal, more fan based, yeah. Um, or topics that 
where you're talking about things that people will find really interesting, but they don't necessarily go out and search for, right? Like on Wait right. But Why, like Tim Urban is telling us about things that blow our minds, but it's not because I sat down and said, you know, what does Elon Musk think about AI? I don't know. Maybe I did, but he probably right. finds people because his stuff gets shared on Facebook a gazillion times instead of via face via right. Google. Okay. Right. And, yeah. and the idea here is to find those things that people are searching for a lot and mm-hmm. go after them because otherwise like, yes, you can go after, you know, what is a, what does Elon Musk think about AI? But if you look up, if you do any sort of research, you might find out only a hundred people a month are even searching for that phrase. And so why would you write an article to rank on Google? Cause it's like, you're going to get a hundred people and it's, it's probably a waste so- of time. So maybe yeah. could we could we go through an example like for Chase with his bag review sites like yeah. what would you do in terms of SEO if if he hasn't done anything so far like what are the main By the way, steps I just want to say bagworks.co/now for all of Chase's current recommendations on bags that's bagworks.co/now Yeah so that's not a very good optimized page by the way but we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into that Later. Is it really not? Is it really not? Like I, I've, I've put in minimal effort, but enough. Like I think the bare bones are there. The essentials are on this site, but like I, I know there's, there's definitely opportunities I'm missing. He's just talking yeah. about the URL. Yeah. So, so what you need to do is, is you use a research tool, and, and you know, in order to do any of this stuff, I'm going to recommend a tool that I am like kind of obsessed with, which is called Hrefs, and mm-hmm. it is, you know, pricey. It's a hundred bucks a month. Uh, but if you're serious about doing this sort of work, you don't have to like, you know, uh, buy it forever if you need to do some like quick research, but I buy it forever. It's totally worth it. But, but there are other free things you can do. And, out there. and what is that? What, say that name again. Hrefs. So it's spelled a H R E F S dot com dot com. Okay. Yeah. It's and so nerdy. There are other versions of that, which are Moz is another one, you know, M O Z. And uh, SEM Rush is another one. And, and what are these tools? The what are these tools going to do for us? So they're research tools and tracking tools. So the first thing I would do if I were Chase in this scenario is start literally typing in some keywords and researching, you know, what bags people are searching for. Because you might find out, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are searching for overwhelmingly a very specific type of bag. And let's say it's the the only bag that I can even name off the top of my head as a Manal bag, right? That was so yeah. friggin' popular. And, you know, I would literally can type that into this tool and find out how many searches a month are people actually, you know, how many people really are searching for that term, whether it's Manal bag, Manal yeah. bag review, whatever, or variations mm-hmm. of that. How many people are actually doing that? And is it worth really creating something epic and awesome and great with video and just everything to be number one in Google for when someone searches that term, they're going to find you first. Now, that's one way of going about it, which is just like I call hunting and pecking. It's like mm-hmm. you're just pulling out a keyword off the top of your head that you've already created. You're popping it into this tool and you're finding out how valuable this word or this phrase really is to your business. Or you get a list of your competitors, other people who are doing similar type of content they're doing bag reviews. And you see what they are already ranking for, and then you just make content on that. So and that's that, so that that's looking at what people are already ranking for in yeah. that Manal term or some. No, so, use, so in any term. So for example, you could do a few things. One, uh, let's just say, let, let's just take this as an example. Let's just say 
bagworks.co is totally new. You got you have no content, but you're ready to start. You're ready yeah. to you're ready to do it. Uh, so there's a few steps that I would take. The first step that I, w- I would take is just start really, really, really broad keywords. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, bags. You know, yeah. uh, carry bags. What travel bags? What I mean, whatever. You just make a list in your head. And you start banging those keywords into any research tool. Now you can get like Ahrefs for for uh, seven days, I think for seven dollars. So you can like really kind of bulk do all of this in seven days if you wanted to, um, and just start like entering as many keywords as you possibly can. And then you go into phrase match and you find similar words. So you find just like a huge list of just keywords, and you and you just keep whittling it down. And some of the criteria I look for is. You know, how many searches basically is this keyword getting a month? And that's what mm-hmm. Hrefs and other tools will tell you. And I try to look for searches that are over a thousand. So if over a thousand people are literally typing in that phrase into Google or whatever search engine and looking for that particular thing, then to me, that's a keyword worth trying to rank number one for in Google. Now, mm-hmm. you can go after lower ones depending on your niche. Like, you know, I do, I have a site in the homebrewing industry which doesn't really have a lot of searches. There's only a million homebrewers in the world, which is a lot, but it's, they're not, you know, searching as much as say somebody looking for, you know, a travel bag maybe. So, uh, or if, you know, people, there's 10 million people who own pools in the world. So there's obviously a lot more people searching for pool algae as an example. So I look for things over a thousand and then I look at the keyword difficulty. So, uh, all these tools have some sort of ranking factor or some sort of like metric to tell you how difficult it's going to be for you as a content developer to rank for a specific keyword. And the lower the difficulty, you know, the easier it's going to be. And so that's how I prioritize things. So I take this huge mm-hmm. list, I, I, you know, I distill it down to searches over a thousand that are relevant for the content that I want to create. And I have to think, do I even want to create this? Because there are things you shouldn't create or maybe have nothing to do with your niche. So you find those words and then you go, okay, let's, let's prioritize these in order of how difficult it's going for. It's going to be for me with a brand new site to try to outrank some of these like players. So that's literally one step you could take, right? Yeah. So now you have this list, maybe it's a hundred keywords, maybe it's 25 keywords. Maybe you have an awesome niche and it's like a thousand keywords and you're just like, I have content forever, right? I could just write, mm-hmm. you know, every single day forever. Uh, another way to do that same style of research that's not as, you know, sort of hunting and pecking is to look at your competitors. So I mentioned that, you know, you might have other people in your industry who are doing similar bag reviews. They might even be like tech sites, you know, that do, that's all they do is reviews, right? But they're huge. In Swim University, I have very, little competition, but they're out there. In homebrewing, I have competition, and I basically type in every single one I can think of. You literally enter their URL in, and you can go into their most popular keywords or their top posts, and you can see which keywords that they're already ranking for. And so what that is, is a shortcut to figure out, these guys have done this work already. Like These people have already done this prior work. They're already ranking. Clearly, it's it's giving them a lot of traffic. It's doing very well. It's low, you know, maybe it's low keyword difficulty. And so you're like, cool. Now I have a list of keywords that I know work and I know mm-hmm. people are searching for because other people have already done the hard work for me. And so you write those down. And then, of course, you order them by uh, keyword difficulty. And that's what you go after. And that's how I did it with 
with brew cabin specifically. I, I like this because we, we talk a lot about um, customer conversations, you know, sitting down with potential customers and discussing what they, what their experience is with the thing that you're trying to help them with. So you might sit yeah. down with somebody for a half hour and ask them about pool care. Like what are your biggest challenges and so on. And yep. from that, like you'll probably come up with ideas for products and blog posts and so on. Yes. But one of the biggest challenges people have in blogging is where do I come up with ideas? Like, what do I write about? And right. and this is just another way to do that. But then you have oh, the right. added bonus of being able to go and see how other people approach that topic. And then you can look for holes in that, right? And try to figure yeah. out a better way to cover that topic. Yeah. And one thing, I, I, maybe an analogy that might help is I've always heard, you know, I, I know my buddy Andrew talks about like the more seeds he plants, the more potential for his trees to grow, Right. So mm-hmm. the idea of seeds being pieces of content that you throw out on the internet, you know, you, you know, I've heard this uh, term, the equal odds rule, where it's like, oh, just buy a bunch of lottery tickets. One of them is about to pay, bound to pay off, right? So in this, in the case of, you know, I have a, a handful of seeds and I'm just going to throw them out there and I'm going to hope a tree grows, right? Because you're you're just throwing out more, which does chances. happen sometimes, of course, right? What SEO or this practice that I'm talking about is basically doing the same thing, but it's taking each seed, digging a little trench for it, putting the seed in, covering it, giving it water. So you're giving each, instead of just throwing the seeds out into a lawn and hoping one of them grows, you're giving each seed a potential to really actually try to grow because you're doing the care and you're paying attention to like, you know, the space and where you should plant these trees. So as an analogy, I feel like that works the best because you're going to have way more trees than somebody who's just really nearly just writing a bunch of content and, and trying to, and hoping to the rank for something. So it's yeah, being and, just more targeted. And with, with swim university, what kind of traffic are you, if you don't mind, like during your busy months, like what are we talking about? What are you getting there? So in the, I think this past June, I did 1.5 million visitors uh, in June and July. And that's really the peak each month. Uh, each month, yeah. So then, wow. I basically I average over five hundred thousand unique visitors a month. Okay, five hundred thousand. Because in the winter time, it's not average. nearly as much. But right, 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 right. That's what if I okay. break it out over twelve months. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and most of that is search traffic. All uh, I would say ninety eight percent of it is search traffic. Oh, no, maybe ninety five percent of it is search traffic, and the other five percent is Pinterest. Hmm. <laughs> and it's a big nice. it's a big five percent i mean it's it's certainly uh and that is also seo so and when you were talking earlier just i got some questions from people here um mm-hmm. they were wondering the thousand searches is that per month that you were talking That's about per month yeah okay okay cool and then you again the keyword tool that you mentioned to do this is called ahrefs.com a-h-r-e-f-s.com and yeah. we'll have this in the show notes the show notes will be where chase we are episode 285, I think. So fizzleshow.co slash 285. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, somebody wanted to know, there are free keyword research tools out there, right? So how is yep. Ahrefs different, your favorite one? Uh, it's it's much more intuitive. They have a uh, a larger database to crawl. Mm-hmm. Um, and they it's a suite of tools. So it's not just competition. There's, there's you know... Uh, you can keep once you decide on a keyword and you do write that content, you can actually enter that keyword into Ahrefs and track it and see how well you are in the rankings. Nice, and you know, and that's what I use it for. I have you know, I have three sites in there, 
that I, you know, kind of keep an eye on and make sure that, you know, we're writing, you know, targeted good content that people is that people are actually searching for. And we are able to rank and gain traffic much faster than someone who's just starting a blog and trying to write everything or anything to get started. We're, we were, you know, Brew Cabin is a very specific example of, and even Swim University, because I've done both. Uh, and I can give you examples of all of this. So one, with Swim University in the early days, I was looking for these same type of keywords. I think at the time I was using the Google Keyword Planner tool or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it's not as good as it used to be. It used to be good and free, but now it's part of AdWords and it's kind of a mess. And um, I don't recommend it because obviously it's, it's I just don't recommend it. You're not getting a, a lot of uh, good information from it. With with a tool like Ahrefs, like you're getting for every single keyword, and I wish I could show a screenshot, like you're getting so much information. You're getting like mm-hmm. what the top 10 results are in Google. So you can literally click and see who those people are, wh- what they are ranking for, what they're, uh, like all sorts of uh, you know additional information that you may or may not need, and it also helps you to say, okay, well they're targeting this keyword, and so I'm going to see what other keywords are related to that keyword because maybe there's a another one that's even more relevant. And I mean, I can go on and on about how uh, robust this tool is, but there are free versions. You're just not going to get the level of you know. Um, data and information and accuracy that you're going to get with a tool like Ahrefs or Moz. And having like having a tool really is key, whether it's Ahrefs or something else. Having a tool yeah. is key to doing SEO. You can't really do it without research. It, yeah, so you can, do, you can do it. I mean, there's so many different areas of SEO that we'll cover, but the most, I think, the biggest bang for your buck is the research. It's doing preliminary research before you write uh, so that you're writing the, the right thing, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, for example... When I started Swim University, I was brand new. I had I had nothing. Okay, I'm just I have a brand new domain. I have a brand new hosting account. Uh, you know, and w- what do you write first? Do you write how to take care of your pool? Okay, cool. You, I wrote that right, mm-hmm. and then I write uh, how to get rid of stains because I knew how to do that. You know, how to backwash your DE filter. All kinds of things. I could just <laughs> write for days. It's just fill, filled with content. Uh, but then you go back and you actually do the research and you're like, oh, actually no one searches for how to take care of your pool. Like no one types those phrases into Google, which is actually what happened. I was trying to rank for the term pool care. And it turns out like 50 people searched that term in Google. So I, I spent years <laughs> being just to say that I was number one for pool care in Google. And I was, I was like, I'm the number one website for pool care. But I had no traffic because no one was searching for that. They were searching for yeah. pool maintenance. But I wasn't ranking for that one. Yeah. But I, I didn't yeah. know. I was just throwing a bunch of seeds into the yard and hoping something stuck. And I did this, this with Roasty. Yeah. I mean, Roasty was a was the the idea there was no keyword research. Just I like coffee. What do, what do I want to know? Why why are there brown filters and why are there white filters and what's the difference? Right. So we wrote that. Yeah. You know, unfortunately. They're called bleached and unbleached <laughs> filters, not brown and white. So really, you know, just set myself up to write content that was good, but no one was looking for it. So, right. But that, this is, this is such a, uh, I mean, we've been through this a million times again and again at Fizzle. The, the, the challenge between, uh, you know, for us, we're really an audience based website when we were publishing blog posts every week. And now it's like a, now it's a, a podcast every week. Yeah. 
And what's on the podcast every week is like, there's always a struggle between what we want to talk about personally, what we think people want to hear about and what the data just shows. This is what people are actually searching for. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is well, what this doing, is where the topic really is. You know, Corbett mentioned the customer research, like like talking to customers. Yeah. SEO keyword research is the same thing, except instead of talking to one customer and getting their one point of view, you're talking to a collective of customers and getting their point of view. Right. right? Yeah. So now, I think talking to customers is good. I absolutely do that. I have a, a a survey that goes out to every new subscriber to ask them what frustrates you the most about taking care of your pool. What do you love about owning a pool? And I go through that and I go, oh, you know what? This is interesting. I want to see this guy is having a problem with mice getting into his heater during the wintertime. So let's write that article. How many people are actually searching for that a month on Google? Less than 10, probably. I don't even think they have data for that in, in Ahrefs because it's so specific. Does that but it mean sounds I sh- like what you're... It sounds like what you're saying is like, don't write the article... No, I'm not saying that. ...until you've done the research... And found that like people are actually searching for this. Enough people, th- like you said, a thousand people per month yeah. are searching for this term. This is a worthy article to write. I am not saying that 100%. So I'll give you an example. Okay. So I have a site called Brew Cabin. It's brand new. It's about home brewing beer, which is I am a home brewer. Um, and I want to know how to do certain things. I want to know the basics maybe. But if I'm trying to grow a website and I'm trying to get traffic and I'm trying to get an audience with no connection to the industry whatsoever, I have no, you know, I, I don't have a Twitter account for it. I don't know people in the homebrewing industry. I am completely new to this. Okay. Uh, the quickest way for me to uh, get up, to get traffic, is to go after keywords that are underserved first. So my goal and my plan with Brew Cabin is to find the underserved keywords and write that content first and start getting traffic. Once I have mm-hmm. traffic, I now have an audience. People are signing up for my email list. They're, they like my stuff. But now I can start writing you know, more entertainment type things, you know, more, more experimental things, more things that will just serve that audience. But because same, now you have an audience that's already paying yes. attention. But at the same time, I want to continue to grow that audience, and I can't just rely on you know these this group of people who are my fans to tell their friends to get on the site because maybe they don't know any homebrewers, and so I have mm-hmm. to go out and find these you know these people. For example, Swim University has been one of the most difficult sites to grow because how do you know if someone owns a pool, right? How do you go on Facebook and promote? A, a, a pool article about you know getting rid of algae or getting rid of a green pool and hope that I'm gonna just like buy Facebook ads and 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 target people who might own a pool. I have no idea. How do you know that? The only way for me to know that is if they're searching for I have a problem with my actual pool, and so it's like I know you have a pool now. So and that's the that's the the relevancy that I have to go after because here's the deal, uh, you know, in my I've done all kinds of this stuff. I for a, for a long time I had a I had an article on Swim University about having sex in a hot tub because I did the keyword research and hot tub sex gets a lot of searches and you'd wonder <laughs> oh. why. So I, <laughs> I got a lot of owners though. Yeah, so I got a lot of flack from the industry saying, "Well, if you write that article, you know you're going to get just a bunch of pervs looking for porn, right?" And I'm like, "All right, well, I'm going to write 
a legit article. Wait, that's like, that's the, like, well, if they get there and there isn't that, then they'll click away. <laughs> like, that's it's an actual would, question right. real so, people have. So you would think that, right? And so that's exactly what I thought, but I'm like, you know what? I want the traffic, and I'm throwing a, a, a ton of, like, seed out there, right? Uh, so oh I am... Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> so I am basically saying... You're sowing oh, your wild oats, as it were. <laughs> so what I'm saying in this scenario is... I'm going to talk about this huge complex topic and maybe 10% of those people actually own their own hot tub and then find the rest of the site and go, oh, actually, this site's pretty helpful, right? So I do this article. I rank number one for hot tub sex for many years, and I'm getting a ton of traffic for it. And people are staying on my page, according to Google Analytics, for more than six minutes. And because the entire article is about why you shouldn't or why you should you know, practice safe sex even in a hot tub and then what to do if you have an accident like there's 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 care involved in that it's legit yeah it's legit and so i was outranking cosmopolitan.com you know cosmo and they had an article i was outranking them for years and then i realized oh you know even though this is bringing me great traffic no one's sticking around no one's another another euphemism Mm -hmm. uh no one's no one's staying signing up for the email list no one's from no one's one's buying what you're selling so i deleted it I deleted the whole article. But don't, don't you have don't you have enough you're not doing any ad revenue on your traffic on your site? No. I can't. Oh, okay, got it. Got who's going to who, Why can't who, you? You know, so there's uh I mean I can go into that. It's a whole industry side of things. But. Don't don't. I don't so, want to go into that. So let me let me uh let's yeah. let's uh shift gears a little bit. I have a question here from um Preston Lee. He says, I've been following you for a while and I've seen some early results, but it feels like it's taking a really long time to see any real impact on my traffic. I'm talking six to 12 months since I started and I'm only now starting to see results. My other SEO friends are telling me backlinks will speed up my results, but I don't know, but I know that you don't recommend it. Mm-hmm. So how patient should I be before I start wondering what I'm doing wrong? I'm fine to be patient, but I don't want to go too far in the wrong direction before course correcting. So what would you tell Preston? I would say be patient. It takes swimming university is the most I have to add to be the most patient because it's cyclical seasonal, right? So anything I write at the end of summer isn't going to rank until next summer. Just isn't. Uh, everything has taken a year. Even brew cabin has taken a year. Some articles, you know, might rank in three months. Um, but I've seen mostly six to 12 months uh, for anything to have meaningful uh increases in traffic especially if you have a new site the idea of backlinks here's why i am sort of against it it's because uh one it is i it can be practiced uh very white hat and it can be practiced black hat even today right the black hat way i think is like basically going out and begging for links going out to and emailing a bunch of people you know some would call some would not call it spam and there are unspammy ways to do it but you can get backlinks to a site, and yes, some people will say that it will speed up your rankings. You, I have by, not. Yeah. By the way, you say you say begging. We get emails like by the dozens every day, and literally a couple of days ago, someone said, "Basically, I'm begging you for a link." Like in the email, yeah. I'm begging yeah. you for a link, and it's like, what? Why would why would anyone do that? Why would you do and then, that? and then yeah. the other black hat way I think is to pay for those, right? To say, yeah, oh, we'll I pay you twenty five dollars for a quality link from one of your articles. Yeah. So the white hat way to do it is to create great, great, great content because none of this, like, none of this SEO crap is uh, negates. Like, we haven't even gotten to this fact 
We haven't even gotten to the section. But none of it negates the fact that your content is crappy. If your content's crappy, all of your SEO, yeah, it doesn't even matter. Okay? If you you have to, you know, this preliminary research is the first step, and then you have the creation, or the, and you have to do research there to, like, create something great. And then when you create something great, you will get backlinks naturally. Here's the other thing. As soon as you start to rank number three, number two, whatever, you're on this, you're going to be, you're going to end up like on this, again, using the word cyclical backlink building thing without even trying because people are going to search for something, find you and go, this is a great resource and then link to their, in their blog. The crazy thing is that, that Google actually knows how useful your content is based on the behavior of people who click from Google to your article and how long they stay there and what they're yeah. doing and then how quickly they come back and click on another yeah. article. There uh, I mean look the the whole idea of like we don't really know, no one really knows how Google works, right? There's just so many ranking factors. It is a complex machine. They use machine learning. They are, you know, I've read an article where they're where they can now profile sites. They now know what your site is all about, you know, just by what whatever machine, you know, beginning of AI they're doing. And so they're basically reading your site like a human being. And if your site is incredibly valuable, every single, I mean, look at, you know, yeah, the, the, the example that everyone uses for SEO is, is this Backlinko site. And I remember he only has like 30 or 40 articles on the site and he's getting a ton of traffic, but every article is just like, you know, he know he targets the right keyword and then writes the right article and writes the right content. And then, when he starts to rank or shares it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, you know, shares it with his small email list, they just, and you know, obviously in, in SEO world, everyone who's reading a site about SEO owns a website and, and it's also probably talking about SEO. So yep. the backlinks for him happen much faster than say the pool industry, because mm-hmm. the people who are reading my site just own a swimming pool and don't own a website are not going to link to me. But, right, but yeah. at the, but at the same time, if you're in an industry that backlinks a lot to each other, then you just have more competition. So one yeah. backlink in pool care might matter more than ten in some other industry. So a hundred percent, and I will say that, like anecdotally, I have this homebrewing site that I've mentioned called BrewCabin.com, and I have zero backlinks still after a year of of, of owning the site. I've not, I don't have a single backlink from anyone in the homebrewing space. And I rank number one for keywords that are getting over 6,000 searches a month. And it's just because I wrote the best thing. And Google is not stupid anymore. Google's not using other websites because they used to say like backlinks are votes, right? So if, uh, you know, if my crappy little blog, it gets like four visitors a month links to your links to fizzle, that counts as like one little tiny vote. Right. Now, now they know that the the ballot box can be stuffed, and and so they're exactly. they're really looking for other other things. And I mean, at the end of the day, better. at the end of the day, the the thing with SEO is it's going to get closer and closer to just write great stuff, right? It it is that now, right? Yes, yeah. it is that a hundred percent. And Google can read your stuff with machine learning and know that it's good, right? Right. The other thing is, look, Google's entire business model is to get people using the search engine. And serving up relevant content and, mm-hmm. and, and, make, and making you a happy Google user. So if you're helping Google by create, like, you know, going after a keyword that a lot of people are searching for and you're producing the best thing, you're improving Google's overall business strategy. And so Google is going to reward you because it rewards them. And it doesn't, 
matter how many backlinks you have. Again, like a brew cabin is an example of like, there's just, I don't have that many. I just don't even try. And with Roasty, I never built a single backlink for the, my coffee website and it got over 100,000 visitors a month in two years. But it takes time and it takes so, a lot of writing great stuff and doing Yeah, so, so I want to I um, stop you there just for a second. What, what's at stake here? You just said you had a site that was two years old and you ended up getting 100,000 visitors a month from search? Yes, yes. Okay, and what what could someone expect? Like, I guess it really depends on the topic that you're writing about. What about your other yeah. your brew site? Like, how is that? How is SEO gone brew there? Brew site is a year old, yeah. and I would say that I started it. Yeah, basically last November started writing aggressively on it. Uh, right now, it gets ten thousand visitors a month. Okay, uh, okay, and that is fantastic because a right. lot of my competitors don't get for that space. Yes. So, yep. and what about, what about for someone who, let's say they've been, um, just scattershot producing content for several years. Yes. What, what could they, what kind of results could they get by taking SEO seriously? Well, so they can start by writing more targeted content starting today, right? So I did this with SwimU, like SwimU, we were targeting content and then we were like, okay, we have enough traffic. Like, let's just write whatever we want for our own audience. And then we weren't growing. And so we're like, let's go back and write some of the gaps that we need to fill in our content schedule. Let's go back and say, you know, people are searching for pool slides. They want to know where they can buy the best slide and, and what is the best slide and all these things. So we were like, let's write that article because we know that the people who are looking for pool slides for their pool own a pool. So there you go. And it's perfect. And it's great for, for, for affiliate marketing, which is how I make my money. And it's great for selling my, my digital products because it's about pool care. So it just makes sense, but we never wrote that because no one in our audience is really asking for that, but we know that people, that's very, very relevant. Uh, but for a while, we, were, we weren't doing that. We were just writing what, you know, we were talking to our audience and they were like, hey, I got a, I got a rat in my heater. It's like, oh, let's write that article. And it's, you know, it's, while it's great for that one individual and maybe a handful of others, it's not great for the overall business strategy. And it's not to say that you shouldn't write those articles, but you should also write articles that are actually going to bring people into your website too. Well, you're just talking about you're just talking about resource management. Yeah. Every entrepreneur, you have a finite amount of energy every single day that you can do, that you can you can dictate or, or devote to certain amount of tasks. Right. You cannot go over that. That's you why it's called optimization. That every single day, you're optimizing yeah. Yeah. your workflow to target to get to get traffic to get meaningful traffic that's relevant. And you're and if you're going to yeah. spend spend so much time doing content, you you might as well target things that people are looking for. And this is true. This is exactly what you need to be doing with your products for your business as well. Like why spend a bunch of time making a product that nobody's looking for? Right. Right. You have to meet your customers where they are and there's no better indicator of where your customers are than what they're literally typing into Google. Right. So, so maybe the answer is maybe they're searching for how to get the rat out of my heater. But what you really need to do is build a fence around the pool or something like that. Right. Right. And so maybe you, you find out what they want, but then you give them what they need. And the whole point is to find out what they want. To To also go back and answer that original question of like, you know, uh, what can somebody do if they've just been sort of like throwing the seeds out into the yard and now they're like, okay, well I like, I'm buying what you're saying. Uh, I want to start doing this. One of the ways you can do that is with a content audit. I talk about this in the course, uh, and that's going and taking all of your content and saying, okay, what are people really searching for? And maybe there's three or four posts that you've written that are targeting smaller things that people aren't really searching for, but together 
they're targeting something really big that people are searching for. And so you combine those articles, you target that new keyword, and now you have a really decent, huge, epic piece of content. So to take that rat example, that alone, that article alone doesn't really get any play. But what he's really asking about is, are there, maybe I, maybe there's a keyword about off-season pool care, like off-season pool maintenance, mm, right? Yeah. So I go, that is an off-season pool maintenance tip. And so I, I Google that or I you know research that word. And it's like, yeah, more people are searching for the term off-season pool maintenance. So I'm going to go after that keyword, add that into this new article. And when that guy, you know, asked me the question via email, I'm like, yeah, here's a whole article with like, you know, 50 other tips and it's just like massive and I'm ranking number one and, and yeah. people are getting that same information just, and I don't have to write anything new. I just, I'm just combining the things I've already written into something more meatier and, and, and just, you know, Google just wants great content that people are going to find from their search engine, click on and stay and not come yeah. back to Google and go to the next thing and come back to Google, you know, the pogo sticking, yeah. you know, effect. Yep. Um, so do you love Google or do you hate Google? Love Google. Is there, is there, a, is there a relationship with Google? Like a, like a one of almost devotion. How do you feel like, about what Google? does she, what does she want? Well, I mean, I, I, I think about the audience way more than I, I don't. I just don't think about Google. Google, right? Google, but I, yeah, but the audience uses Google. Don't well, think right, about Google. I mean that, I'm not. I'm not telling you to I, think I just, about Google. I'm telling you to think about the audience. But the audience. But I think that's what that's what your insight is. That's what your insight is. You go like, listen, Google incentivizes. Google's incent is is incentivized like this, and so if you play to her needs, then like she's a she's a good mama, right? But remember that you know. Google's in you know incentivizing Google or, or Google's incentives are to take care of their customers, right? So in turn, yeah. you're actually just taking care of their customers, right? right. No, and, and you're, you're not trying to turn Google. Google's customers into your customers. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's a part of your yeah. understanding of Google, and I feel like that's a very comprehensive and a and a broad uh, understanding, uh, like an accurate one of yeah. what Google's incentives are, and 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 it kind of like you go out and it's like it makes the it completes the loop, right? Because yeah. now you're back at you. Like what when you did the coffee website, you're like, wait, what am I curious about? Right. What am I searching for? And now all of a sudden you're knowing how to make Google happier by making people happier well, let, let by me give, thinking about yourself. Yeah, and let me give you an example of reversing it. So that whole example I gave about the white and brown paper filters for for your coffee machine, I personally was like, I have these two things. What the hell is the difference between these two things, right? Mm -hmm. We should write that because I would love to know that. So we write yeah. that article, but it's but we didn't optimize it. We just wrote it, right? Yeah. And we wrote it, and it's like, okay, well, we're answering the question at heart, but when it comes to optimizing it, we didn't. I'm calling it white and brown filters, but if we just looked at what everyone else calls it and what everyone else is searching yeah. for, it's so you're talking about a mistake, a mistake that you made, and you've sounded like you've done this a lot, and that's what is baked into like the learning that now you're like, oh, I see now why I don't want to waste my time writing content that isn't going to have meaningful value for my business. Yes. Now, again, if you're writing content for fun, like I am at Money Lab, then it's you know, and it is for business, but it's not for SEO. I'm not trying to get a ton of traffic. So, yeah. so it's uh, let let me uh, let me tell everybody something I'm really excited about, and then we have a bunch of questions. I want to do like a little rapid fire, if yes, you don't mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So first, uh, clearly, 
SEO is a deep topic. Uh, so far, we've talked a lot about research. We've talked a little bit about backlinks. We talked a little bit about um, sculpting your site and combining articles and things like that. But there's a lot at stake here, and there's a lot to know. Mm-hmm. So, um, Matt, you have a course that you've put together that is incredible. It's super in-depth. It's six hours of content. It's uh, like 19 videos. And Matt has basically pulled back the curtain on exactly what he's done. He's showing you, not just telling you, you know, go use Ahrefs. He's showing you, here's what I do in this tool to do my customer research, to look at my competitors, to find out what keywords I should target. Here's how I get a list of keywords. Here's how I write an article. Here's what I'm looking for to find out if I'm making progress. All of this stuff is covered in the course. And drum roll, please. We now have Matt's full SEO course inside of Fizzle for Fizzle members at no additional charge, which, what? which I'm crazy what? excited about. So, so Matt, tell us, tell us who this course is for and, 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 and how you think somebody would use it. I think if you have a, uh, a site where you're trying to educate people on some sort of topic, and you have a business around that. So whether it's, you know, you're making money with affiliate links or you're making money with your own digital products or physical products and or 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 you know, you're selling advertising and you just need traffic to your websites. Anything that, you know, people are actively searching for on Google, how-to articles, things like that. Uh, I think it's perfect for those people and I think it's perfect for people who really don't know much about SEO and just, you know, they know they should be doing it and they don't really know the ins and outs of it and how to technically do it and what the right tools are. Uh, whether you're on any sort of platform, like a lot of what I discuss in the course is words, WordPress uh, focused, but that doesn't mean you can't, you know, you can do the same exact thing on Squarespace sites. You can do it on Wix sites. You could do it on, I don't know, Drupal. Is that a, still a thing? Like those, yeah. those are, you know, uh, it, it kind of works for anybody who is, who knows that if they were to be getting traffic consistently from people searching on Google, that they would have a sustainable business. And if, and if that's what you're looking for, then this is the course. All right. And uh, we should mention Matt sells this course independently. You can buy it from him over at Money Lab. It is $197 and it's worth every penny. But as I said, for a limited time, you can get this course for free in full inside of fizzle just head to fizzle.co slash seo if you're already a fizzle member on that page at the bottom you'll find a link to go directly to the course and you'll get all six hours of content from matt including links to all of his favorite resources if you're not a fizzle member right now and you're listening to this you can join fizzle you can get your first month for free and that will get you access to not only Matt's SEO course, but also all of the other courses inside Fizzle. So head to fizzle.co slash SEO. You can sign up for Fizzle. You can get Matt's $197 SEO course inside of Fizzle as part of your membership. I'm so excited about this. Uh, and that's on top of the new flywheel hosting offer that we just added a couple of weeks ago. I feel like we're really, really on a roll here. So I hope everybody takes this course. And um, to to end this podcast session, can we do a little rapid fire on some questions here? Yeah, I, I will try to keep myself brief. Okay. I am okay. I am okay. not one to do I'll, that, but I'll, try. I'll butt in if you, if you get too long. <laughs> Please. Um, first question: Does video matter for SEO? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So <laughs> Google owns if, YouTube. 
YouTube videos get top billing in Google okay. search. Awesome. Yes. Um, and what about using something like Squarespace? It seems like everybody who's serious about SEO recommends WordPress. Can you do SEO effectively on Squarespace? Yes, you can do on-page SEO effectively on Squarespace. You can do all the keyword research, the content development, all that stuff. The only thing you will not have access to is the page speed. So like, so page speed is wildly important, especially as more and more people are gravitating towards their phones in low you know, Wi-Fi areas and trying to search websites. So people who are out by their swimming pools are trying to get on Swim University to find an answer to their question, and my site doesn't load fast enough, they're not going to put me in the top rankings. So if... Squarespace, I, I believe, is a pretty fast website. So just keep your website as, um, you know, like the less amount of like, uh, uh, you know, graphical elements as you can to sort of speed it up. It's all about okay. that mobile SEO game. Okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. Is do you have to write six thousand word articles to rank for uh, keywords? And no. um, what about people like Neil Patel that encourages us to write super long, really rich articles? Is that you have to do that or not? No, you have to write articles that cover the topic entirely. So if a topic is very small and it requires 500 words to write and it is just amazing, if somebody were to find it, it's like, whoa, this is, this is it. This is everything. Mm. Then 500 words will, 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 will be okay. If it's a complex topic like SEO, there's no way I could cover the entire topic of SEO in under 10,000 words. It just would be impossible. Even if every single sentence was there for a very specific reason and there was zero fluff it would still be next to impossible to be under 10,000 words so that it depends on the topic depends on the topic okay yeah. and how would you how would you figure that out uh you would you would go and look at the other articles that are ranking and kind yeah. of get a sense for the depth there yeah google the word you know go into incognito mode in chrome or wherever uh or even use a tool like hrefs you know find, go to the word Open up every the top 20 results, the top 30 results, 40 results. Open up every single one of them. See what they're covering because not every place is covering the same thing. Look at the H2 tags. like Look at the headings and see which topics they're covering. Write them all down. Create your outline, your epic outline, and make sure you're covering those topics that actually matter because some of them you might see and go, oh, they added that and that's fluff. Like That's not important to the topic, and you can ignore that. But and, and obviously, it helps to know the subject matter already. Like, you know, I know mm-hmm. I grew up in the pool industry. I home, I've been homebrewing for 10 years. Like, these are things that I, I'm, I know very well. So if I, you know, Google an article about how to wash your yeast, you know, and I can see like there's a whole section where it's like, no, this doesn't matter. Just, yeah. I don't do that. But I can look at the top 20 results and go, wow, oh, I should cover that. Oh, yeah, I should cover that. Oh, yeah, I should Got cover it. that. Build your Got outline. It. Yeah. Okay. Um, Chase, Jason Love is looking for a good bag specifically to take his laptop around, and he has a bigger laptop. Do you have any suggestions? You know, you can go see all of my current bag review recommendations at bagworks.co slash now. Chase, I've been loving this guy here. Oh, yeah, the little tech sling from Air. The little Air uh, tech sling that that you recommended. It it would hold a 15-inch laptop, no problem. It's got room for my headphones, my cords. When I go to the coffee shop, this is this is on my back. Updated daily carry is going to change your life. I don't carry a bag. I carry this. And you've got a folio. Just nice. a folio. It's it. like a money clip equivalent of a laptop bag. <laughs> I don't, you know, I have a backpack. I have a, an Eddie Bauer yellow backpack with a, a starting line patch on it, I've a newfound glory it. patch I've on it. it. Oh, I've yeah. seen that it's backpack. So bad. I need it's, to upgrade. It's so bad. It's straight out of 1998. It has a, it has a 
a CD man, like a CD disc okay, man. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold Older. on, hold on. Corbett, before we we close out here, how do people get this course? Okay, all right. And uh, one other question about the course. Jana was wondering, would this course be good for somebody who has a local business, right? Local businesses are always wondering, how do I rank higher? Yeah, it's the same, same the research is the same. I mean, you, you got to do the research, except the only thing you're going to be doing differently is entering, you know, zip codes and, and you know, actually, you're actually going to enter places. But yes, it would, it's the same, same principles. Okay. Awesome. Just a different, just a different form of uh, what you type in and what your, and what your competitors are doing. You're just going to find, you're going to find different results. You're going to find keywords with like town names and, and uh, zip codes in them. And, and awesome. phrases like, you know, best near me you know near me is the is you're going to be going after a lot of those things. oh dude you just installed the fa in my brain now i have to find some you gotta get that fa, <laughs> i don't know if i'm I oh, there's gonna be I'm, some I good fa right, you right now there's gonna be some the good fa. so uh oh, man, just so. just to oh. to remind everybody matt's seo course which is incredibly in-depth it's going to walk you through keyword research competitor research uh, how to prioritize what you're going to write, how to do on-page optimization, how to improve the speed of your site, which is another thing we didn't talk about and why that's yeah. so important to Google. Uh, all of that is in Matt's SEO course. He calls it SEO for bloggers, but it's really SEO for any Everyone. kind of content marketer. Yeah. And uh, bloggers just happen to have a lot of content on their site. So you can get that course now inside of Fizzle, included at no additional charge on top of your Fizzle membership for a limited time. Let me stress that. If you guys want to do SEO, get in and take this course now. It'll be there for several months, but it won't be there forever. So go to fizzle.co slash SEO. If you're already a Fizzle member, click on the link at the very bottom. You can start taking that course today. If you're not a Fizzle member, click the button to get a free month. You can get in and take all this course for free within a month. And then we hope you'll stick around because we've got all kinds of other courses, the roadmap, all that kind of stuff. If you want to learn more about the course, head there. There's a video to talk about it. Um, also, if you want to learn more about Matt Giovanisi, we talked about several sites. Money Lab yeah. is one where you do a lot of personal stuff, right? Moneylab.co. Yeah. Moneylab.co. Uh, I have a podcast also. To, uh, check out the Money Lab podcast where it's real in-depth inside baseball business. You know, if you're running a business right now, it's not beginner. It's, you know, we're, we're talking up here. We're talking about the emotional parts of business. We're talking about the really technical parts of business. Uh, the co business concepts. We're talking about the experiments that I do at Money Lab. Uh, the podcast has been great. And yeah, moneylab.co is, is where you can find me and all my shenanigans. Awesome. Shenanigans. And uh, I just oh. posted a link to Chase's bag reviews in case you're curious. Uh, that's at bagworks.co. And you guys can get all the links for everything that we've talked about in this episode over at fizzleshow.co slash 285. Chase. That's right. That's this is fizzleshow.co slash 285. Well, Matt Giovanisi, Corva Bar, it's been fun. But you know, as the old song goes, every Rose new one is a, is a thorn. And sometimes it's over. <laughs> sometimes. All we are, all we are is dust in the wind, dude. Everything is Everything. dust in the wind. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.